Hey, welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Today's podcast, I've got Jeffrey Lowe. I've got Tyler Jensen's project manager on the podcast today. And Tuesday, Tyler and I talked about this seven-day flip series that we're doing on YouTube. And today, Jeffrey and I dig into a little bit about how we met Tyler, about how to find good contractors, about the mindset, like how do you wrap your head around flipping a house in seven days, like a full-blown renovation, $40,000 renovation in seven days. And we talked a little bit about the TV show that we're launching on YouTube here on Monday, May 25th at 8 o'clock. We're going to, 8 o'clock central, we're going to release it on YouTube. And I'm really excited to, for you guys to see it. And Jeffrey talks about that and what it means to him. And uh, so this is going to be a great podcast if you're struggling to find contractors, if you're you know, dealing with contractors, if you're trying to figure out, get inside the mind of a contractor, project manager, things like that. So we talk about a lot of that today. So without further ado, we'll roll the theme music and we'll get with Jeffrey Lowe and talk about the 70 Club. Welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. Seven Figure Flipping is on a mission to help serious investors do more deals, make more money, work fewer hours, and get their lives back. Here's your host, Seven Figure Flipping CEO, Bill Allen. Hey everybody, we're here with Jeffrey Lowe. So you guys heard the podcast that I did with Tyler on Tuesday. We're talking about this seven-day flip TV uh, series that we put, we're putting out on YouTube about these guys. And Tyler talked about his project manager and the guy who runs the kind of the back end, all of these, these, um, these seven-day flips, all of these uh, things that have happened in his business and was a very big part of um, his growth. So I'm excited to talk to Jeffrey today and hear a little bit about his story and also talk a little bit about what we're putting out on our YouTube channel coming up about this uh, seven day flip series. So we've got 11 to 12 episodes with these guys that you can go to YouTube and check it out. It's going to launch here just in a couple days. So we're excited. We're like leading up to this launch. So if you guys think about all these, um, uh, all these movies that come out, right? Think about a Marvel movie or, or a Star Wars movie. You've got these uh, actors and actresses that go around and um, they get on the talk shows, right? So I'm bringing these guys on my talk show and we're going to hear about their story and what, um, what they're doing at leading up to their, their premiere, their TV premiere on YouTube. So hopefully you guys are following along with us. You're going to check it out. But today I've got Jeffrey Lowe. Jeffrey, welcome. I'm really excited to talk to you and hear more about your story. So um, how are you doing today? Best day ever, Bill. Thank you so much. Best day ever. I think, We're def- I think today I'm, yeah, I think, uh, I think today I mean it more than most days. It's actually a beautiful day here in sunny, gorgeous Utah. Awesome. Well, we're going to talk about that phrase, best day ever on this uh, show, I'm sure. But before we do, why don't you tell uh, a little bit about your story? Just tell everybody kind of who you are, what some of your background is. Okay, cool. So we'll keep it a little simple just for the sake of people who don't know me, which is going to be most of these people, I think. So uh, my name is Jeffrey Lowe. Um, I'm a contractor uh, that works uh, in uh, Ogden, Utah. I ended up uh, meeting uh, Tyler through um, uh, just a just a job that he ended up hiring me for through like a, a friend of a friend of a friend. And, and uh, we just ended up uh, doing this job for him. And uh, I as uh, years go by, you know, we progressed onto a few more things and, uh, you know, here we, here we are a lot later, but about three years later. Um, but uh, predominantly, I was a contractor by trade for a long time. And uh, eventually, uh, after I had met Tyler, we've got, I've gotten into doing more of the management side of everything too. So 
for the most part, though, nowadays I just kind of uh, I kind of just make phone calls and drive around to look at things. So, <laughs> so you're making but, sure that stuff's um, getting done. Like this is one of the most important things that we need, right? As yes, somebody who's actually yeah. making sure we got the right people, they're uh -huh. on the job site, they're getting it done. What about your background? Like, what about you? Like, tell yeah. a little bit about kind of your. Uh, I don't know. How'd you get into contracting that kind of stuff? What was uh, early life like for Jeffrey? Oh man. So uh, early life like for Jeffrey was interesting actually, because uh, I, um, I went to school here in Utah, but I never did. I never graduated from college or, um, or went anything off of that. And so my, my evolution as a contractor um, actually started because my stuff started to break and I needed to fix it. And so, you know, 18-year-old Jeffrey just needed to fix his stuff. And so uh, as, time, as time went on, you know, I just learned more and more and more. And, you know, we, I, I, wanted, I wanted a way to connect with people. And I wanted a way to, uh, to provide for my family. And this was, this was an easy way to learn a trade and uh, connect with more people around me and uh, earn a decent living at the same time. So, you know, I've been, I've been working as a contractor in many different fields for, shoot, as long as I've had a job, probably like 20 years now. Okay. So, I, you know, I think that's, it's but, probably something that I want to um, talk to is uh, I think we have a little bit of delay. So uh, it's something I want to dive into is kind of like how, how do you find good contractors? So like, what is that? Um, cause there's probably a lot of people that are listening. I haven't brought on somebody's project manager on the podcast before we haven't dug into some of these things. So I think that's the big, one of the big issues that a lot of house flippers have is, uh, is finding contractors yeah. and hiring them and, and kind of leading them to, to, uh, go the direction that they want to go. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, this is funny. I was actually talking about this with a member of the group yesterday, Tanya. We, uh, we've been talking through Marco Polo groups uh, for, for a few weeks now. And uh, she actually posed me the same question just yesterday. It was like, uh, we're looking to add some uh, handyman, I think is what she called, somebody who's going to be like a generally full-time employee for their company. And uh, she's like, we've got a few different candidates. How do we pick somebody who's going to be the best for our team? You know, and uh, how do we determine, you know, if, if they're going to be a good contractor for us? And so there's there's two different aspects. And I think I think I'm actually paraphrasing you something you said on when we were on the cruise. Um, anyways, uh, hire the person, not the job first. So if somebody's standing in front of you and you're considering them for employment, chances are they already meet the generic skill set that you need. Otherwise, you wouldn't have screened them there, right? So they probably can do the job, so to speak. But ask yourself the question whether or not they are the human being that you want a part of your life, right? Do they fit your core values? Are they moving the same direction that you're going? Can you tolerate them? If you're going to have to work with somebody every single day for the next however long, or if you're going to build a part of your business with them, you have to make sure that they tolerate you as an individual, that they align with who you are as core values, that you look forward to working with them, you know, hire the person, the individual. If we focus on that, you know, you're going to, you're going to have an easier time finding the people that you want to connect with. The logistics of actually finding contractors are sometimes easier, you know, like go to your phone book or Google or get on Facebook groups or, you know, talk to other contractors, you know, making the actual initial connection is easy. 
finding somebody is based off of how we discern who they are as a person. You know, can you connect with them? Are they somebody that you want to do business with? Okay, so I, I totally agree with that 100%. So you're right. Um, the, the interesting thing is uh, everybody seems to be looking for the, like, where do I find them? How do I, how do I get them? Like, I've oh, gone yeah. through five or six of them and they haven't been good. And I think what they're doing a lot of times, and we talk about ownership so much, is like, and I saw this in, as I was preparing these, uh, these videos, right? This uh, first episode, the second episode. So we're, we're going through, we're, we're almost done the third episode. So we're working through these three episodes with you guys. Right. And what I see is I see, the, um, I see the way that you guys are talking about who you're working with, who's on the team, um, yourselves, some of the struggles and some of the issues that you've had. And it's not, it's not point, playing the blame game and pointing the finger. It's about like, Tyler talks a lot in the first episode about how he was having trouble with contractors. Him and his wife, Letitia, both were talking about that. Like contractors were a huge issue. And what they were, they weren't saying like all the contractors are bad. We can't find a good one. They were, they were saying, you know, I had to work on myself. I had to work on um, how I was treating them, how I was talking to them, what we were doing, how could we motivate them to, uh, and lead them to do the things that they want to do to help our business. And so I saw that in him and then I saw it in you as you were talking about some of the contractors that were on the job site and things. And I think that's the most important thing to think about. And it's not, not necessarily like the silver bullet of go to Home Depot at 6 a.m. and talk to a bunch of people, get all the referrals. <laughs> yeah. There's all those tips and tricks, right? But I think it all com comes back to what you just said, where it's, you know, find somebody that you get along with, that you want to work with, that fits your core values. And then the skill sets and things like they, they're dedicated, they're excited to come to work, they're, they're proud of what they do. Uh, you know, however you move your business along, what I found is if I can get the right people around me, then it's, then it's up to me to make sure that I give them the tools, the skill sets, the, the, I, I give them the path to success. And a lot of times when, when someone fails at the job role, it's, it's typically my fault. Either I hired the wrong person or I didn't give them what they needed along the way and I was expecting them to just figure it out on their own and uh, I, I ended up failing them every time. Obviously, sometimes they come in and um, don't do what they're supposed to be doing, but ultimately, it, it's my fault. I picked the wrong person. I put them in the job role that they're probably not the right fit for. Um, or And I just heard something recently is if you have the wrong person in the company or in the seat. The, every single day that you go by that you don't let them go or, or, get, or you know, take them out of that seat, you're robbing them of days that they could be doing something that they really absolutely love and should be doing. Yeah, and you're robbing yourself of that same potential too. Like imagine the right person in that position. You could go so much further. So, so when you and Tyler started working together, did, was, it, was it like perfect right out the gate? What was that like? So, you know, it's funny, like if you were, if you were to look at me and Tyler as like a team, just from like the outside in and you didn't see the history, it would be kind of a funny match. You know, me and Tyler come from worlds apart, you know, uh, like on social level, I guess. But uh, that just goes to show, you know, like how important like core values are too and to how you can work with somebody as a team. Just because we're like worlds apart socially does not mean that we don't have the exact same core values of what we want to get out of our lives and we get out of business. We prioritize our family, we prioritize um, connecting with the people that work with us, and we prioritize doing quality work and continuously improving. And so these things were in easy fit, you know, but first off, uh, first off working with Tyler, it was a very contractual basis. Like, hey, I've got a job for you. 
do this thing. And then I did the thing, right? And so we went on for that for a few months, you know? And as we started to progress, I realized, I'm like, wow, this guy's really intelligent. And he's always, the thing that, the thing that really struck me about Tyler is that he was always trying to give me something. He was always trying to find something to improve uh, my business or to improve um, what I was doing, to improve my process. or to uh, he, he helped me move the needle in my business to the next level too so I could kind of scale up to where I wanted to get to. And um, once I realized that he was always proactively trying to, to improve what I was doing, I was like, yeah, this is the guy I want to work with because that's exactly what, how I want to how I want to run my business too. I'm like, I want to find quality people and propel them forward to the best thing that they, to their, to their highest level of potential. So was it a perfect fit off the bat? Um, yeah, but it wasn't the fit that you see now, you know, like it, it, this has been an evolution process as I'm sure you've seen for yourself in your own business too. You know, like even if you like harmonize perfectly with somebody right off the bat, the relationships get built. They aren't born. You know, relationships are built over time. And uh, sometimes we forget that. And when relationships fail, it's usually because we failed to do the work to help build them. And then they fall apart. And so uh, that's one thing that's always brought me and Tyler together is that we believe in continuous improvement. And so if we fail somewhere, and we've had those moments, we've had those real critical conversations, as I'm sure you know, um, where we may object to something that the other person is doing. We have to get real in that moment. We realize that we missed the mark. We failed here. But that's, uh, we go all the way back to square one, continuous improvement. You know, like, I don't promise to be perfect. I just promise to always be pursuing perfection. You know, and that's all that we can really expect out of all of us, you know. I think that's awesome. You said relationships are built, not born. I really like that because yeah. a lot of times we want to just get come out of the gate swinging and rolling. And so you guys <laughs> yeah. were kind of working up. So he gave you this thing, you did the thing, you must've done it well. Right. So, and then from there it was the next thing and then the next thing, and then it kind of grew and it sounds like it was more of an organic growth and uh, gradual kind of increase in responsibility and different things yeah. along the way. So what was that timeline? Like how long did that take? Um, to where I'm, I've been working with Tyler now for uh, two, two years, I think. Um, but we progressed really quickly from the, uh, 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 traditional, like contractual basis, you know, it was about three months. So Tyler brought me in. I did a few jobs for him. I think it was uh, his parents' house. He had bought a house for his parents and he was flipping this house and, uh, um, he, he'd gotten screwed over by this contractor. This guy came in and did some terrible work, ended up, I think he ended up losing some money. He like, anyways, he was bad. So I ended up coming in and finishing this job for him. And he's like, hey, you did a good job. You came through for me. Thank you so much. Here's another one, right? That job went well. We did another one. And after a while, Ty was like, I want to scale up my business. I want to go to the next level. I've got big plans. You know, I want to do 40 houses this year. But uh, at that point, it was like, can you help me do this? Let's take your business to the next level. Let's get to a higher scope here. So it was, I think it was around three months. We had done a few projects at that point. So three months in and he was trying to grow, right? And you saw some opportunity there too for you mm -hmm. to grow with him. And so something there must have been, um, what, what 
compelled you to say yes? Was it the fact that he was really driven? Was it his vision? Was it like, what was it? Because I feel like I've had people do the same thing with me. You know, um, what really compelled me is that he was kind of driving me. Um, so like uh, going back to what I had said earlier, as, I mean, you've known Tyler for a little while. Um, so you probably already know this about him, but he is always trying to find a way to improve the people around him. And so really he was pulling me forward. He's like, Jeff, look, this is the potential. Here's where we can go. And I'm like, these, these are things that I wanted to, you know, like, I mean, a lot of them were just basic like financial goals, you know, like we, I mean, part of the reason why we get into this business is because we want to provide for our families and we need to make money and this is the craft that we're good at. And so a lot of these things were just like, he was pulling me forward. Like, look, we have this potential here, you know, and you can do this with me. And so I saw that he had the tools and he also had the desire, you know, and, you know, tools and desire is one thing, but without execution, you have nothing, you know, you can have all the skill in the world. You can have all the intelligence in the world, but if you can't get off your ass in the morning and actually do the thing and execute, and nothing gets done good for you and your smart brain you know but um and i saw that he had that capacity you know he was willing to do the work he was willing to execute and he was willing to invest in me as well too so i was like all right this is we're gonna do this thing there's potential here okay so then you guys jumped in you started doing more deals together and um this idea of the seven day flip came right so obviously we talk a lot about the backstory of this uh, yeah. in, the, in the tv show <laughs> that we've put together um, about yeah. like, how this came about, some of the struggles and mindsets uh, blocks that we had uh, between you and, and him and his wife and all these other people that were on the team and trying to figure out like how to do this, right? So starting with the how instead of seeing that, okay, it's possible, then we back up and say, how are we going to do it? It's almost like a lot of times what we do is we want to figure out the how before we see the fact that it's yep. possible, right? So um, so maybe let's just touch on that a little bit and it doesn't have to be the seven day flip thing, but like, why do you think people all the time try to like, they, they struggle to, to, to do this, to move forward that way? Um, I think, I think it boils down to, to one word, faith. So when we, when we have ourselves here and we've got something, uh, that we want over here. There's this version of us that is going to possess that new thing. And we are not that new version yet. And so we may, we have to place a goal in front of ourselves without any scope or understanding of how to get there. Right. And that thing that's going to bridge that gap is faith. The belief that, that even though we don't know how, even though there is no vision, even though we are not that person yet, you are not capable of having that thing yet. You have not grown into the individual who deserves it or who is capable of reach, reaching out and grabbing it. So I think a lot of people fail to bridge that gap because they don't have faith. They don't have faith in themselves or, they, or whatever it is that you choose to have faith in. You know? um, however, for me, um, for me, bridging that gap is believing in myself. You know, is uh, take that thing, put it out in front of you, and before you know how, insist that it's possible this world is a gift for us you know we are meant to be here you know if i put that thing in front of myself then that means that i must be somehow capable of achieving it so have faith you know believe that you are capable of doing that thing that you've put in front of yourself you know that is what's going to bridge that gap 
that's what's going to draw you forward to grow to be the person who's capable of achieving that or capable of reaching out and grabbing it you know what i mean yeah absolutely i think that's i think you nailed it right there because you know there's there's an interesting thing with between like potential and belief so um yeah we have this we have this unlimited potential or virtually unlimited potential. Right. And so, but a lot of times we don't believe that, like we don't think that we can do things that are, I mean, if you wanted to go out and run 40 or 50 miles today, you could probably do it. Like it's, it would be in your head to stop. Like your body can probably handle that kind of pain and and struggle. I take a long time, but you could probably do it. And what happens is our our mind is what holds us back a lot of times. And it's the fact that we don't have you ever done a distance running. I, oh, I've done some relay races, like 200 mile relays and stuff. I've run a couple marathons, oh, wow. uh, but I've never done yep. an ultra, like a 50 miler uh, or a hundred miler, like some of my friends and my cousins do. Um, but I, it's always kind of been there, but I'll tell you what, at the end of 26 miles, yep. uh, I am, I'm about dead. And I've at done 18, a few marathons I myself. So it's a challenge, I can, right? I can totally, I can totally relate. And have you ever seen somebody actually hit the wall before? Like the, oh, yeah. the, the runner's wall, right? I've seen it before too. But what's crazy is that the majority of runners never get there. So that goes to explain like what you're saying. You could go further, right? It's the, it's the belief in yourself and the insistence of execution that gets you there. Your body is capable. We do have a huge potential. You know, it's really interesting when you talk about that because it's right around like 18 to 20 miles is usually when I feel like that's when my low is at the, at the 26 mile, at the marathon race. Right. But if I was running an ultra, like a 50 miler, it would probably be somewhere around 38 or 40 miles, I bet. So, and when I hit that, when I hit that 18 to 20 mile, the, the interesting thing is when I hit 26 miles and I have the 0.2 left, like the adrenaline kicks in, you get, ex- and I, I can run faster then than I do at the first two miles. Like what I've seen yep. is is nothing matters at that point. You feel this, this, um, this, like you can see the finish line. It's there. It's possible. So it's probably like in these seven day flips, when you get to day three, you're like, Oh man, we have so far to go. And then day five, you're like, I can see the finish line. We can do it. Let's pick it up. So, um, I'm interesting to wa- interested to watch that unfold, um, on the show. There's a quote that I want to share that, that came to me as you were talking. Day, day six is the day. Go ahead. Day, day six. So, okay. Day six is the seven day flip. Oh, wall. sorry for everybody. Yeah. So, um, so the quote was, uh, set yeah, goals day so six of the seven day flip wall. <laughs> we got a delay. This is fun. So, um, the, the quote that I want to share is, uh, set goals so big that you have to grow into the person who can achieve them. Yeah. So set goals so big that you can grow into the person who can achieve it. And that's kind of, that's as you were talking, I'm sitting here like scribbling that down because it's, it's exactly what you're talking about. A lot of times we, we want to we want to become that person before we go do the thing, right? Instead of figuring out what that thing is, and then figure out how do we become the person who can achieve that. And I think that's I think that's dead on on this uh, this seven day flip structure, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's kind of funny because I think uh, Tyler actually shared that quote with me when he was originally trying to uh, pitch me on doing the seven day flips because. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe um, I'll give you a little, we won't go into it too much, but when he originally came to me, he's like, Hey, can we flip a house in seven days? I was like, no, no way. We can't do this. And uh, I let the idea stick in my brain for a little while. And after about a week, I come back and I'm like, you know what? I think we can. And he's like, uh, he shared that same quote with me. He's like, set something bigger. You know, we can grow into doing this. I don't think we're necessarily capable of doing it right now, but like, let's set ourselves a goal. And we can grow to get that. We can grow to achieve it. And through that process, you know, we became better individuals 
and we became stronger. And we, we learned a lot about ourselves too. A lot of mistakes and a lot of successes too. I think we learn, we, we learn more from our mistakes than we do the success anyway. Too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think the success is easy to just kind of, I don't know. I don't right now, the, the struggle that I have now is I feel like I'm constantly looking at the mistakes and issues and challenges and things like that for me. And that's all I, that's all I think about and talk about is what's wrong, it's, especially with everybody. Cause you're a military man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably part of it. Um, but, some, but I think some of it is, is the fact that now we're just constantly trying to get better and evolving and things like that. And I just, mm. the success is just part of the journey for me. And what, what I think a lot of entrepreneurs and people who think like the, the way that we're talking about right now is we have to look back and actually revel in some of the success too. Like you have to actually say, okay, like, look what we did. This is amazing. Otherwise what happens is you just get sucked into all the changes and, and tweaks that need to be made on a nonstop basis and not thinking about like the good things that are happening along the way. So with me, I feel like my whole week is fixing problems and issues and, and removing barriers and helping and, and just basically dealing with, with problems. And what that does is it kind of infects me, right? Instead of allowing me to remember that, Hey, we had this huge win, like good job team, right? Great job. So you have to be conscious of that and really look back and say, um, you have to, I have to be conscious of it. And I think a lot of us do because we're constantly then striving for like the next level of something. So when we hit that, it's like not good enough and we're constantly looking for the next thing. So I think that's one yep. thing that we have to be cautious of when we're, um, when we're really pushing the envelope on a regular basis, like over and over and over again is looking back and saying that, but I, I agree this, the mistakes that you made, the issues that come up, um, that those are the things like the, the, that's the stuff that you learn from probably the most. Absolutely. And, you know, honestly, Bill, I was, uh, I was talking about this with my girlfriend, Mary, actually, the other day. Um, uh, the, that's one thing that I've always loved about this group is that uh, people are not afraid to share their mistakes. You know, those things are incredibly important and we should share them. You know, I mean, screw your pride for a minute. Um, let's, let's bring those things to each other, you know, so that way you can learn from the mistakes too. You know, because I had this mistake, right? But just because I did does not mean that you have to. You know, let me bring that to you so that you may learn from it as well. Um, I was reading about this, uh, this thing called uh, the creation cycle, right? And uh, it made me think uh, what you were just saying when you think about that, how you have a tendency to get uh, really focused into uh, learning from your mistakes and focusing on that area, right? But it is really important to have to come back to uh, reveling in that success, right? Because that is part of the reason why we do the thing that we do, right? So uh, the creation cycle is do, have, be, right? So we have to do the thing, then we have the thing, but we sometimes we forget to just exist, to just be in the thing, right? Do, have, be, right? That's how we create something. We do the thing, then we have the thing, but we, have, we can't forget to just be in that thing for a minute. You know, relish in the fact that now you have that thing that you were going to, that you were set to achieve. There must have been a reason why you set that goal, right? What is it that you wanted to have, right? For me, um, the B is uh, I want to, I want to have the freedom to be with my friends and family. Now, that's why I invest into myself and my business so I can work hard, provide for our basic needs go home with something to be proud about and then have that freedom to be in the presence of my loving kids, my girlfriend, you know, and 
and my friends and live that life, you know, do have feet, you know, we need to be in that moment every once in a while. Otherwise we forget why we're doing and the having of the things has a tendency to lack depth and meaning, you know, and we struggle, you know, like, I mean, I'm sure you know what it feels like when you spend all day focusing on putting out fires and problem solving. You know, it's exhausting. Your day doesn't feel like, like, oh man, I put out fires all day. Then I went home and I'm like, did I get anything done? It didn't feel good, you know, because you didn't be in the moment. You know, we are relish in that moment. Yeah, I think that's pretty profound because when you, when you sit back and look at it, you're right. There's days where I'm putting out fires and dealing with issues. Then you go home to your family that is all of it's for, right? This is what it's all for. This is where you want to be. And you're beaten down. You're yep. like, you're in a bad mood, you're struggling, all that stuff. And that's, uh, for me, that's, that's, the, that's the problem. So, and that's where I should be like really fired up and amped up and excited to be home and be spending time. So I think all that comes down to the fact that like do the things that fuel you up too. like figure out how you structure your business, your day, your yeah, life yeah. to make sure that you're fueling yourself up. Absolutely. You know, and do something that you're passionate about because like if you can't get excited about what you're doing, then you're not going to motivate yourself very hard to actually do it. Yep. And I'll tell you what, I am extremely motivated about this TV show that we've created with you guys. And I'm sure that uh, Tyler has told you probably um, how excited oh I God, am. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. How pumped up I am, how, uh, how amazing I think it's going to be, you know, after seeing the first and second, third episode that we've created here, I'm, I'm really uh, proud of what, what we've put together. So um, I think let's, I don't want to give too much away, right? But uh, you guys were renovating four houses. So four houses in seven days. And that's what we, we sent somebody out. I sent uh, Andre, our videographer out to follow you guys around, uh, build out this uh, kind of almost like a documentary. So it's going to be somewhere around 11 or 12 episodes. We're going to air it on Monday nights on YouTube and starting, you guys are listening to this on Thursday. We're going to air it on Monday. May 25th, eight o'clock central, it'll go as a premiere. So it'll be like, you can open up your TV, you can turn your TV on, on the YouTube channel. You can find us on seven figure flipping and you can watch it with us. We'll all be watching it, commenting in there, talking about it. And then on Thursday, um, uh, let's see, that's the 28th. We'll be, um, we'll be on a YouTube live with me and Tyler kind of going through it and talking about it and uh, answering all your questions that you posted on Monday, all that stuff. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So what do you think? Are you excited about it? It's going to be super cool. Honestly, this is kind of a dream come true. So really, Bill, I'm like super grateful that you actually put in this effort to make this happen. It's really cool. You know, um, honestly, I'd never kind of dreamed it possible. So well, I'm going to, I'm going to squirrel just a little bit, but going back one thing further before, when I first started working with Tyler, I had written down in my own goal book, I had set myself a goal that was bigger than anything I knew how to achieve is that I wanted to learn how to flip houses at that next level. And then I meet this guy who was willing to teach me everything that I wanted to know. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. And so then I started to learn things. And then I wrote down another goal. Like I wanted to teach people. I want to bring these lessons to other people. I'm like, well, how do we do that? You know? And so this is a lot of like a dream come true for me because we are taking the things that we learned, our successes and our failures, and we're bringing it to more people in a bigger way than I honestly had any capable of doing. I mean, I, I'm, I would not be capable of producing the kind of material that you guys were able to do. Andre doesn't so ready. And it looks really cool. Like it looks 
legit, man. So I'm really excited to see how it come out, you know, and like we've done, I mean, this is, I mean, this is our fourth seven day flip that we've done here. And, you know, we, we have a method that worked and we've replicated it and um, we've been able to bring it to other people that didn't invent it. You know, we taught other contractors how to do this, you know, and we show how to do this in the show. And it's just really exciting that we're able to take this thing, this highest expression of efficiency in the house flip, and now we can bring it to a whole bunch of other people. There are people all over the country now who can benefit from what we're doing, you know, and this is really cool. That's, that's super cool for me. So really, Bill, I'm humbled and grateful that you're able to bring this. And I'm really excited to see like how people are going to capture that and what, what gets done with it. My big dream is that by the end of the year, we see people all over the country in our group are already working towards that, you know, and so that's kind of exciting that that would be like the biggest thing for me is if we can get more people in our group to do their own, you know, and to see it, to see it work, that would be really cool. Yeah. It's uh, I would say I'm not capable of doing it either. Fortunately, I have a great team around me to be able to put something like this together. I can say, Hey, let's make these changes or this change or drop something in here. But um, the videography team, the videographer and his team that we have on our staff is absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I thought this was going to be a couple episodes. We'd put it together, we'd roll it out. But now that I see it, it's just, it's amazing. Like uh, 11 or 12 episodes. It's like almost like a whole season of TV shows. Right. And so uh, I can't wait. I'm excited. I can't wait to see um, what you guys think after the first episode, get some feedback, go live with Tyler on Thursday of next week to talk about it. And, um, and see, you know, what kind of, um, uh, what it does. You're right. It's incredible to be able to, it's one thing to do it and talk about it. It's another thing to basically show other people how to do it and, and see their success because that's what it is. If you watch this, you should be able to say, okay, this is possible. I can do it. I'm watching these guys do it. They're, it's right there, like step by yeah. step, day one, day two, day three, day four. Like you're actually seeing them do it. Some of the things that they're using, some of the techniques and skills. And so I'm really, I'm really pumped up and I think it's going to motivate a lot of people to say what's next, what's possible. And the more people that can get their hands on this, even if it's not um, like flipping a house in seven days, it just shows you that anything's possible, right? It can change anybody's mindset. I, I actually screened it. So I was, I was watching with me, Becca and I were watching it and there was somebody there, one of Becca's friends who doesn't know anything about house flipping, doesn't know anything. And so oh my I, God, I love Becca. <laughs> I was like, it's perfect for him to watch it with us. Right. And so I was making some adjustments to the first episode. And at the end I said, what did you think? He goes, he goes, I thought it was awesome. I would watch this. Like I, I'm, I'm going to watch it. He's like, I don't really care about flipping houses or watch these shows <laughs> or know anything about it, but I want to watch it. Like, I think it's really cool. So I'm now I'm now I'm involved. I'm excited to see the second episode. So that was my goal. And my dream is like, how do we figure out how to pull people in to our world to show them behind the curtain, even if they're, it's not something that they want to do, but hopefully it takes it and it motivates him to say, what else is possible in his business? Like he's an entrepreneur, he runs a company. So what could they do that's more efficient? What are some things that they can put in place? So that's, uh, that's what I'm excited about. That's pretty cool. Something you actually just said, uh, helping other people bridge that gap. So like if, uh, if you're going to, if you're going to take a route where you're the first person to ever do it, it's going to be harder, right? It's going to be, if you're the first person to ever do the thing, right? Like we're the first people as far as I know, do seven day flipping on this scale, right? So we were the first guys to kind of standardize that and do it on this scale. It was really hard. We had some hard lessons, right? 
But now we can take that and we can bridge that belief gap, that gap that I was talking about, that, that faith, right? That's going to help you bridge that gap of that next level for yourself, right? We can help bring that to other people now where you can say, look, you can set a goal that's way bigger than yourself. It is possible. And the function of how you get there, like the logistics, the techniques, you know, that kind of stuff, some of those things can be practically really helpful too. But the biggest thing that's going to get you closer to execution, to actually executing, right? Because how you get it done doesn't really matter. There are an infinite world of ways to flip a house and the different techniques, you know, and I'm sure there's other ways to do it in seven days too, but it's that belief, that capacity to bridge that gap that's going to be most important because no matter what the techniques or else to get off the couch and try, nothing's going to ever happen. Seven days or 10 days or whatever, right? Even if you watch this show, I really hope that people watch this show and they don't feel compelled to do a seven day flip themselves. I feel, I hope that they watch the show and capture some knowledge and if they want to do the seven day flip sure but if they want to just apply these techniques to their own business and just move forward a little bit maybe take 30 days and turn it into 14 or maybe take six months and turn it into two months you know great but take that belief you know like what you just said help people bridge that gap you know like i mean becca's friend um he's not going to go out and flip the house but Maybe he, how we interacted with other contractors and moved the needle in his own business, you know, figure out like how he can bridge that gap for his big lofty goal, you know? Yep. All right. Let's leave. Is killing me. I know. Let's leave him. Let's leave him with that. So, um, we've got a, um, incredible show. I hope you guys, uh, hang out. I hope you guys come watch it on Tuesday or watch it on Monday night with us and then come show up on Thursday or, or drop some comments in the YouTube channel on Monday night. We'll answer them on Thursday, Tyler and I live. And then I'm sure Jeffrey will come on live with me. One of the Thursdays we'll bring them in Tyler and Jeffrey. I'll be asking them questions. And that's like the, the true talk, talk show, show after that. Right. So Monday night we've got, um, the live event and then Thursday we'll be doing our, our talk show, our live, um, like, let's dive in deeper to the episode. Like, what did we miss out? What do you guys have more questions about? All that stuff. So I'm pumped up about it. This will be the last show that you guys hear before we drop it on YouTube on the premiere, Monday night, 8 p.m. And uh, go to the Seven Figure Flipping YouTube channel. We'll drop the link to the uh, channel in the show notes here, in the description if you're on your uh, you know, iTunes uh, or podcast app, if you're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, any of those places, um, we'll drop them in the, in the link there. So make sure you subscribe, make sure you turn on the little bell so you get alerts get alert. when we drop a new episode and, uh, and when we go live. And we'll see you guys there. Jeffrey, thanks so much for hanging out with me. I had a good time and uh, I will see you very, very soon. And I, I, it's like I see you every day right now because I'm creating these episodes, I'm watching the footage, all that <laughs> stuff. So it's like we see each other every day. So thanks for hanging out with us today, man. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. If you're ready to learn the house flipping and wholesaling strategies that are working right now in today's market, check out sevenfigureflipping.com. Oh, 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 oh